This episode is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. You just pay $5 shipping. Coming up on TMS, going for the straw God gave you. Twas the night before Tesla. The chicken was a baby in 84. Free Solo, a movie about how to get a scoundrel out of carbonite. Perfect. Pushing Kirk Cameron's face in the snow. Three fingers in a crevice. Kind of the same process. <laughs> I love Fargo so much, I can taste it. That doctor sucks. Microsoft's got a broader package. Like and subscribe to the Todd Bridges channel now. Jonah Gillenhall. Tom's Tech Time. Recommendals and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Welcome back to my horticulture and botany channel. Today we're going to be talking about radishes and how best to cultivate them in your gardens this winter. Okay, now get the hell out of here. The Morning Stream. I think circulation can give me those numbers. everybody welcome back to tms this is the morning stream for what day is it wednesday the 27th 27th dangerously close to the flame of thanksgiving Mm. oh did you hear people are starting to not want to say thanksgiving there's a war on thanksgiving is there a war what are they wanting to say there is not one it's completely made up it's totally made up there is no war on thanksgiving it's horseshit Thank you Fox for letting me get that like out. Stirring up garbage. It's not even just them. Last night at a rally, a certain somebody got up and said, "You know, they hear I hear they're going to change the. They want to change it from Thanksgiving to something else. But now that we can finally say Christmas again, I'm not going to let it allow that." Oh! oh, thank you for not letting that happen. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm. It's out of my system early. We're done with it. All we'll, right, we'll move on <laughs> to other things. So. Last night in the dark of the of the uh, of the snow and the wind, okay? Yes. Uh-huh, you, yes. That time yes. of year, we're getting all the snow and all that crap you sent our way. Thanks very much for that, by the way. <laughs> uh, I think you sent it our way. <laughs> La- uh, that's possible. It's possible. I think it came from the west. Actually, it came from California. Damn it! Uh, that means it's tinged with smoke. Anyway, so <laughs> last night uh, we're here. Well, about three o'clock in the morning, I'm hearing just like really harsh winds outside. Oh, wow. And that okay. was scary. But just before that, at about midnight or one, something like that, uh-huh. I overhear this. I hear. <laughs> just yelling outside. <laughs> okay. Some kind of screaming, ragey back and forth between two unknown assailants. I wasn't sure who was okay. doing it. So I, I uh, got up. Got over to the you window. You rose from your bed to see what was the was matter? The, was the matter, yeah. <laughs> what was the clatter and the matter? So I got over there at the window, and what did my beady eyes appear but the Tesla neighbor and his wife so near? They were right behind <laughs> us. Uh, they were they were out in their driveway in the snow. One of the cars was on, you know, like running. Yeah. Uh, door open. Outside of the car, she's holding a kid in one arm and yelling at her husband, and he's yelling back at her. And I don't know what they were saying because, again, it was all like that. Yeah. But apparently there was a real uh, domestic uh, hoedown last night. 
at the oh, uh, at no. the Tesla neighbor's house. Yeah. So so, uh, but he's like basically standing outside the running car. So is he about to leave? And she's sitting there with the baby in her arms, going, rah, rah, rah. "Kinda, yeah." It did look like he was bailing, or maybe he was just going somewhere and she didn't want him to, or. He's, they're back now. They appear to be both home, and and I saw him up sure. and moving around this morning. So I, I don't think it was like a, you know, this a, is it. <laughs> yeah. There was no. I don't think there was a final solution. But at the end of the uh, thing, I was a little freaked out. Just thought, oh, geez, are we going to come to blows? Oh. Maybe, maybe they put dog poo on their own driveway and then we're mad at each other. <laughs> they're arguing about it. Yeah. No, I put it on there. No, I put it on yeah. there. Yeah. So it was nice not to be involved in that particular uh, dispute. For once with them although they're pretty friendly with us now they're um i didn't tell you about the update on uh, halloween i don't think did i tell you about this oh no all right so they, they uh aren't they the ones or no i guess it was another neighbor that would really deck the house like with all sorts of christmas oh yeah they do every holiday in fact they do like president's yeah. day those, those people are crazy different house though right. okay. but these guys uh they you know we had that fight in 2015 they called the cops. Nick put poo on their driveway. Their dog pooped in our yard. They lied. All that, right? <laughs> right. So that whole that whole feud lasted however long. Um, oh, and then they drove by that night and went, F you, or whatever they drove by. Right, yes. <laughs> uh, or, see you later, mother effers. I don't remember what they said. <laughs> but it was hilarious because Teslas don't make any noise when they drive away. So it was like, right. it wasn't right. cool like a muscle car going, after someone tells you to f off it was just like, <laughs> just like yeah <laughs> it was like f you <laughs> up the road just really took the bite out of it but um yeah anyway so uh kim last winter toward the end of last winter her and nick helped him get the car out of a high center that they did on their driveway and ever know. since then they've been very kind and you know i think they kind of wanted to bury that hatchet and now they kind of had to because we we destroyed them with kindness basically is what yes. happened good well, on well ha- Halloween night, they came out with their two little kids. They got a baby and a little toddler. And uh, they they seemed kind of nervous. The parents kind of nervous and standoffish down on the sidewalk, not knowing what was going to happen. Um, but the kids came up to the to the door, and Kim went full Kim. Just gave them extras, two sure. candy bars, little things of Play-Doh. Like, went crazy with these kids and just told them how great they looked. And you guys are awesome. I hope you have a great Halloween and all this. And I think that sealed the deal. I think we are forever in their good graces. However, they appear not to be in each other's good graces currently. <laughs> and I get to just sit back wow. and watch it, not worry too much about it. I mean, if things would have gone to blows, I would have thrown on my moon boots and headed out right. in the back and seen, seen what I could do to help, you know, sure. calm well, the that's, nerves. Well, that's the funny thing. I mean, I could see Kim even stepping in. Okay, well, why don't we just kind of take a breath and you'll come over here with me and you guys kind of cool off. Take it, take it, you know, count to 10. <laughs> and uh, I could just see Kim like jumping in on that situation. She totally, well. she totally would. She'd say, now I'm going to yeah. make us, I'm going to make us some grits with some nice cheese in it. And we're just going to, we're just going to sit <laughs> down. Let's talk it over with some grits. Yeah, <laughs> some cheese and grits. She'd know how to do yeah. it. But uh, anyway, a uh, little fun update from the uh, Tesla direction over there. I love it. I love it. And they have now two Teslas, one Leaf, so the Nissan electric oh, Leaf. Yeah. Wow. And then I, I fully expect. See, this is what's fun. You know, as much as I think Are you that. Sure, it's not Ed Bagley Jr. living <laughs> over there. <laughs> it does. I mean, it does make me wonder. He's obviously got connections with some dealership or something. I don't know how he does it, but uh, he's got. I'm a, so we made all that fun of the Cybertruck and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% sure I will see a Cybertruck in his driveway at some point. 
Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So that'll give me a well, chance. I can go over there now that we're on good terms. I can go over there and go, hey, what's got here, neighbor? And take a look at your square car. This is cool or whatever. <laughs> well, we also know that a uh, uh, friend of the show, Cowboy, or Bronco, I'm sorry, Bronco up in um, Canada pre-ordered one as well. Oh, I didn't realize that. I know he was defending yeah. it, but I didn't realize he pre-ordered one. That's cool. He, I think he was defending it because he pre-ordered one. <laughs> That's how people do it, you know? Yeah. They buy yeah. a thing that everyone else makes fun of, and then they, they feel like they have to defend their purchase. I get it. I've done that right. before. I understand. Listen, you know, uh, Bronco, I'm, I, I'm just not a fan of the name or the logo. I think the car is, is there's something kind of cool about the look of the car. And I still say, I still stand behind that, that there might be changes before it lands in people's driveways. Possibly. Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Sure. I did see there was a video where it, it did a pulling contest with an F10. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Ford. What's the Ford one? What's there? The Ford F150. F150. And it beat the yeah. F150, pulled, pulled the F150 up the road. Is that true? It did. There was some question as to whether or not that was a valid test because the um, it may have been a front wheel drive only F one fifty and not a not an all wheel drive. Mm. And, like there's question as to whether or not it was a real genuine, you know, uh, oh. apples to apples kind of test. Gotcha. Okay. So we'll see. Uh, you know, there, people are saying, all right, yeah, put that up against. Uh, you know the 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 Ram twenty five hundred or something like that, and then see or put something heavy in the uh, um, in the back in the in the bed of the truck to kind of give it some grip, and uh, then see. Yeah, then t don't don't put the weakest truck on there, and then say, hey, look, it's better than every truck right. ever. Maybe compare it to other right. trucks, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, I I'm I'm all for that thing doing okay. I want it to succeed. I don't want Tesla. I don't. I'm not. I'm not in that boat of like Tesla is weird and everyone should pile on i think they they sure. innovate and do cool stuff and they're driving the industry in lots of ways so i agree i think that uh tesla succeeds in spite of elon musk yeah yeah kind of not right? because of elon musk yeah yeah it's a little bit like um well it's like the u.s government <laughs> <laughs> we just putter sure, along yeah. we putter I along despite yeah. things yeah uh <clears throat> Anyway, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that thing. Uh, just I just want to see one up close. I don't. Again, I, I I mean even even though I think the price is actually all right, I think uh, I think it may just may not be for me. We'll see. Yeah. We've talked so about started that 3D length. printing uh, something yesterday, Scott. That I decided to show you. It's it's uh, I'm oh, redoing it truck. because of problems. Yeah, right. We did a Cybertruck. <laughs> uh, this oh is the front half of the. That's upside uh, down, though, right? The flip crest. The, then you flip it the other way. Is that upside down? It's the other way, right? Oh, I'm sorry. It is yeah, upside it is. down, yes. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it can't land. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I keep scraping my jets. Oh, look at uh, that thing. Oh. Yeah. However, as you can see here, one side kind of printed. It peeled away from the uh, from the build plate because I I know exactly the setting that I, that I changed and screwed up. Look at that thing, So dude. you can see that angle. Yeah. And then the... Uh, there's the back end that kind of glues to the, or the front that that uh, where it glues to the back end. But oh, so you just so file you file those down when you're done and yeah. exactly, and then and then jam them together with some Gorilla Glue. However, I'm reprinting it, so this is this is junk. But I decided I'd bring it out and kind of show it, and after it's been curing, very stuff, nice so. for people at home listening. Uh, this is the oh, yeah. uh, what's it called the. Razor, the, the Razor Crest. Razor Crest, the Mandalorian, Mandalorian ship, yeah. ship in uh, The Mandalorian, which if you're not watching it, you should be. 
This does not spoil anything to tell you any of this. Uh, that ship is very cool, as are all Mandalorian-based <laughs> ships. And I love the music that. going, too. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Listen to this. Oh, it just makes me want to go watch it right now. I'm going to go binge it again. Oh, it's so Quick good. Binge. Yeah. It's like three 40-minute episodes, 35-minute mm-hmm. episodes. Yep. They're, uh, that will be very bingeable in the end. That's the other thing. For yeah. people... For people who are like, I'm going to wait until it's all out and then go just cram it, I kind of get I think that's I think that's actually pretty workable in this scenario. For sure. Yeah, more yeah. than other do shows. We know how many, do we know how many episodes the first season is going to have? Eight or nine chapters is what they're calling them, okay. I think. All right. um, and because none of them have a set time, it's, it's entirely possible that toward the end they get longer, kind of like Game of Thrones did toward the end. Right, right. Yeah, so. there's, there's a few that do that. Some of the Netflix uh, stuff like has a a longer uh final episode of the season yeah which i'm totally cool with i'm 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 i like i like the flexibility i think it's cool that if you think your story and your rhythm is best served to be a little shorter then you should have that option and you can't do that on regular tv but you can do it here that's the thing right exactly with an hour-long episode or 46 minutes or whatever it really comes out to when you do you know full episodic Mm -hmm. uh, broadcast television you have to write in such a way that something exciting happens right at the end of the episode or mm-hmm. near the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, with with Netflix, you don't have to do that. You can write the story and like, oh, you know, uh, uh, 20 minutes in this episode, something exciting happens. We'll just cut it off there and we'll do, you know, an hour and a half long next one. Or, you know, we'll, we'll basically just tell the story we want to tell with however long we want it to be. Yeah. No, I'm into it. It's like podcasting, kind of. You don't have the kind of, set yeah. uh, the set limits or rules as much as you do on radio or whatever, right? That's why so, we you can uh, Netflix. You're welcome. Uh, we podcasters figured it all out for you, and now uh, you can thank us. Podcasting is back in video form, everybody. Podcasting is back. Right, exactly. Uh, all right. Oh, uh, real quick here, we have yeah. a web page for our Jack Friday plans this Friday. Now, some people have said, "What is the significance of the name?" I thought it was obvious because if you go to the site, it's to me it's obvious. But uh, Jack Friday is a play on the word Jack, which is from you don't know Jack, which is the Jack packs that we're playing most of the time during uh, Friday's uh, festivities. We're going to be playing those Jack boxes, primarily five and six, and then bits and pieces from previous uh, one through three. And if you're not familiar with what that game series is, I also linked that on the on the page. Uh, but here it is: cool. FrogPants.com/slash/JackFriday. And put out a tweet yesterday, so if you missed it, now's your chance. Hop in there. Uh, all it is is just sort of where we're going to be, what time we're going to be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, there'll be probably a little bit more added to it as I think of things today because, you know, for example, I don't know how we're going to arrange some of these games that let you have hundreds of people in a, in a game. Yeah. I don't even know. You know, maybe there's a way to pre-register that stuff. Maybe I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. So if, if I guess what I'm saying is just bookmark the page, and if you have any questions, we'll keep it up to date. Um course you can always reach out to us online but we're very much looking forward to this and we're going to be doing it all for charity we're looking for your donations that day to go to help kids in the foster system who get royally screwed all the time and uh, if you're looking for details on that we're working with heartcrate.org to make that happen you can even donate now at heartcrate.org slash donate totally can why wait just do it now yeah why wait get ahead of it if you want to but um it's a chance for us during these holiday uh seasons here to do a little good in the world and have a lot of fun with us and you. So up to 3,000 people can play. Really? Is that true? 
Yeah, there's a couple of games that, uh, yeah, Quiplash can have up to 3,000 players. And even the ones that um, you only have like six or eight actual people playing, everybody else can log on to Jackbox TV with that code and then do thumbs up for good for good fibbage or good gra- right, uh, right. drawful or whatever. <clears throat> All you need is a phone or a browser or a tablet, anything yeah. that's like a, anything. a basically a computing device. A modern, some some right. semi-modern computing device. Even if it's older, it'll work because uh, mm-hmm. you're just using browsers, and uh, it's awesome. It's really really cool. So get cool. get going, everybody. Get going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe you and I need to just sit, like get in the thing and figure out. All right, this game we can do with with six or eight of us. This game we can do with the full tadpole. This game we can do, and you know, just just kind of come up with our 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 list. I think that's a good idea. I know uh, Dan Dan Tabletop Man is going to join us. I'm pretty sure Brian's going to be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll take any all, any and all comers. If they want in, great. If they don't, that's okay, too. I'm going to take a few listeners in for some more direct stuff, like maybe some familiar faces around the community, that sort of thing. Uh, but we're, we're just we're looking to have a great time. For sure. And uh, the stream's going to be a lot of fun, and your donations are going to an extremely cool cause. So mm-hmm. check it out, frogpants.com slash jackfriday. That's Brian's creation, by the way. He came up with that name. <laughs> yes. So uh, blame me for no, Jack Friday. <laughs> I think it's very good. I think it's an amazing play on words, and I hadn't thought of it. And when you said it, I went, of course we're doing that. Like, duh. <laughs> now this. Hey, everybody, check it out. It's Brian Dunaway joining us. Hi, Brian. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Oh. Jack Friday. Does that mean Jack. we're doing Jack and Coke while playing trivia games? What's going on? We're not doing Jack on yeah. Friday. We don't know we Jack mean. about doing Jack. Oh, you don't know Jack. I got you. It's not the kind of Jack and Friday some people want. <laughs> anyway, hey, Brian Dunaway is here to play a little Babel Royale with us. That's a chance for a listener to call in and win some prizes and it turns out we already have that caller let's find out who said caller is hi good morning who's this good morning this is dominic caliban and chat nice dominic it's good to have you here real quick to the chat you're seeing this in there the number but for those at home who want to play if you're ever listening live and are not in the chat room 801-471-0462 is the number dominic used and you should use it frequently brian ibbett please explain to dominic how this works and what he could win I will do exactly that. Dominic, I'm going to be giving Scott and Brian Dunaway a topic, and they're going to go back and forth with answers for that topic. If one of them gives a wrong answer, a repeated answer, or they take too long to come up with an answer, the win is going to go to the other player. Your job, Dominic, is to predict who's going to come out on top based on the topic today. I'm saying it over and over because I'm typed in the, I'm typing in the sheet right now. <laughs> Dominic, and I just don't want to forget it. All right, there we go. Yep. Uh, today, you're playing for a pair of games from Steam, God's Trigger. Oh. Uh, war is a war on God's trigger, and then Throne of Lies, <laughs> the online game of deceit. Nice. God's trigger is that when you say something, and guys like, "Oh, I can't believe you said that." <laughs> yep. How do you trigger God? I'm outraged. Yeah. I wonder what God's trigger would be. Let me think about that for a second. It would be um, right. Uh, the, the devil's good looking. There you go. The devil's uh, good looking. Who uh, pee with the seat down? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's How, which way? Trigger. The toilet paper on the inside of the roll. Oh, no. 
right. That's right. Exactly. Anyway, those are good games. All right. So those are your prizes. Here is the category. This one comes to us from Katavari, a chat room, uh, Tadpooler Katavari. Uh, all right. It's, it's been a while since we've had a TV one. I'm glad to see we've got a TV, TV one. Okay. In the 80s. So from 1980 to 1989, 44 TV shows uh, were in the top 10 of the year over the course of the over the course of that decade so in, in those 10 years there were 44 shows that made up the top 10 of the um of the nielsen ratings every year does okay. that make sense yes that makes yeah sense. so there's across the decade of the 80s right the, the top 10 there were 40 something top 10 shows here in that time frame basically yes i'm okay. only looking for the top 25 of those okay Okay. So the top twenty-five I'm, of the uh, uh, the top ten Nielsen ratings annual for for uh, nineteen eighty to nineteen eighty-nine. I feel like I'm I'm over-explaining something that you guys get. You understand? Yeah, it. I totally get it. But I yeah. don't blame you for over-explaining because sometimes we're dumb right, as rocks. Right? Because so. it could be tricky because I'm like I'm already starting to think. And I'm like, what year did it start? Yeah. Let's you just know. say the top ten. Uh, prime, and this is all prime time, by the way. The top prime 10 time. prime time television shows of the 80s. How's right. that? That's all I like really need to say. I like it. I grew up you in the 80s. You it. That's, that, that was my Excellent. formative years. I'm good. Let's do it. Cool. All right. So, Dominic, knowing that that is their topic, and both of them feel pretty confident about it, who pretty, do you want to go first? Good. And uh, who do you want to, uh, uh, who do you think is going to win? Um, Let's go with, Scott to start and Scott to win. Oh, okay. oh, I like fancy. These That's odds. a different take on the game. Because yeah, like then Scott can take some low-hanging fruit right off the top of the bat. I love it. Yeah, here's my right. low-hanging fruit. fruit the, low, the, bat. the lowest, right. fruit the bat. lowest hanging fruit bat today is probably Cheers. Has to be. Cheers yeah. is a great one. Number four on the list. So Cheers. Rule right the 80s. Yeah. Totally did. Okay. Uh, spent five years in the top ten. Been watching, oh. uh, rewatching it, and so, and even though it ends in the '90s, we still can count it, right? Because that ended in like '92 or something. Yeah, we're, right, we're right, just right, saying right. what shows, you know, okay. the years that it that it was in the top ten. Okay, all right. Well, if you weren't watching the Cheers, you might have been watching. Uh, how about let's go with Family Ties? That was Family always ties. in the top. That's a good choice as well. Number nine. Oh. When you uh, paused on that, I was like, mm, "What?" <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. It sounded like you were going to say more, so I was waiting to let you. I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. Uh, three. <laughs> it's been three years in the top uh, ten. Oh, and Family Ties on NBC. Uh, yeah. Would have to put. Oh geez, let me just make sure. I, before I blurt this out, let me just think. Blurt. Sure. Blurt. Um. Uh, yeah, I'll say Dallas. The drama. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. You should say Dallas. That's number three. Oh my. Six years it's spent in the top ten. Wow. Okay. I was worried that was just my yeah. perception and not the reality. You know right. No, I mean? that was uh, both perception and reality. Okay. Cool. All right. How about uh, well, if we're doing we're doing those prime time soap operas, might as well do Dynasty, right? That was always in the top ten. Might as well. Number seven on the list. Uh, oh four of the years, four of the ten years it's spent in the top ten. Wow. Cheers. Okay. Um, how we feel about Hill Street Blues? Ooh. 
How do we feel about uh, Don't p- pause like that. I know. He keeps killing me with that crap. How do we feel about Hill Street Blues? That had to be in the top 10. How do we feel about Hill Street Blues? Oh, no, going really? I would have assumed it would have been in the top 10. I am not even seeing 10. it in the top no, 44, there's no, which is my no. list. No way. It's got to be. Because no. I'm, I'm amazed by this, too. No. Hill Street really? Blues was everything maybe, maybe for a it's while. top 10 top 10 critic not ratings no it's it's nielsen ratings no i'm saying yeah. i'm saying maybe my perception oh. is critic and not nielsen like nielsen's yeah, I mean, it was 1981 to 1987 here i'm gonna i've actually got oh, no. a link really quick that uh Katavari sent me because i can't believe this is true but this this appears to be true okay um, really so where were they at how the crap did they not crack the top 10? All right, so what let's it? see here. Uh, Hill Street Blues was, all right, not in the 1980 to 1989 season. Let's go 1980. It was like 81 or uh, something, 82, something like that. Yeah. Uh, not there. Wow. My gosh, it has to have been. Wow. It's crazy. How can that not be in the top? It's one of the most influential shows in the history of ever. It is. Jeez. But, but then again, maybe it was too heady for people or too, I don't know. It might have been. Yeah, because I'm looking, I'm going year by year and seeing if it's even in the top 30. And I am not seeing it in the top 30. <sighs> I should have just said Cosby uh, Show because that's there, right? Yeah. yeah. Should have, yeah. Was oh, that- here we go. Hill Street Blues was number 30. In uh, the year 1984 to 1985. But only those two years. Yeah, that's crazy to me. That is appears to be the only time it cracked the top 30, even, which is. Wow. It was top 21 in 1982. I had that. That counts, right? No. Oh. No. Because it's only those two years. Never was in the top 10. Yeah. And also. Top 10. That's right. That was like a real limited window. So I I had in my back pocket, I had Cosby, I had Golden Girls. I uh, have yeah, uh, yeah. Cosby number th- number two, Golden Girls Cosby. number six. Damn it! Right. What was number one? <laughs> number one was sixty minutes. Oh, uh, oh yeah, top, that's right. In the top ten, all ten years of the wow, of the wow. I didn't know that. Is that still true? How do yeah. they do now? Do they do okay now? Uh, probably not as well now. Arm drawn. Here's Stossel. a few. Here's a few that I had that were just kind of like question marks in my head. It was like. Uh, Miami Vice was like everything for a while, so I was I was. Oh yeah, no Miami Vice. That one. Miami Vice. Probably too cool for. Thirty-five, so would not wow. have would not have made it into our list. Uh, here's everything you could have said: sixty okay. minutes, Cosby Show, Murder She Wrote, Golden Girls, Who's the Boss, Mash, 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 it's because Mash, it's because Mash started top ten in the eighties. Yeah, because they just yeah. barely made it into the eighties. Right? It did. It, it ended in eighty-four, right? I think it died. Yeah. Or died in eighty-four. Uh, <laughs> the chicken was a baby world. in eighty-four. Uh, oh, the 18th, Simon and Simon, Three's Company, Falcon Crest, Dukes of Hazard, The Love Boat, The Love Dukes. Boat, Roseanne, The Jeffersons, Night Court, Alice, Growing Pains, Magnum P.I., Monday Night Aww. Football, number 24, and The Love Boat 2, love boat. a second entry for The Love Boat. Oh, because it changed networks or something, I guess, uh, at number 25. It changed. I don't remember that. It changed network. How did uh, Fantasy Island not in there? Not on the list? Fantasy Island... 
Not even in the top. Yeah, that was 44. that was like a show that yeah that was a show that didn't come on until like nine o'clock I think right because it was a little bit more. It was a ledger. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people yeah. turned it off. I mean, you'd you'd watch you'd watch tattoo come out and say deplane deplane, and then after that, about five minutes later, everybody be flipping it off. Flipping yeah. It yeah off. Everything about the love boat is showing the same love ABC boat. two years and then three years and this other one. So I'm thinking empty nest would have moved into that slot. <gasps> empty that nest. Holy crap. Empty nest. Yeah. Hill Street Blues, uh, 87 in its first year in the Nielsen ratings, 27 in its second year, 21 in its third year. Uh, third number thirty in its fifth year never cracked the top ten. Glad I never said wow. Cagney and Lacey because I would have thought that did better too. But that's not on your list. Yeah, that's number number thirty seven in my list. Jeez. All right. Well, shows wow. what I know. Hey, Dominic, uh, you have only me to blame. I think you're you had well placed faith, and then I blew it for you. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that? How you feeling? I, you know, I grew up in the '90s, and you did way better than I would have done. So uh, I, uh, <laughs> I still have confidence. In All you. right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you to the slightly younger generation. That's the sound <laughs> I get for losing. We'll see you later. All right. Well, that means those prizes will move forward, and we'll add something to it next time exactly. uh, we play this. Man, I'm still blown away by that. I don't yeah, know why I thought it was in there. Surprises me too. I would have thought that that's. I would have thought that was a gimme. So yeah, it seemed yeah, like a gimme. And also, I wouldn't have put. I, I forgot the. Because like Three's Company is another example of starting in the seventies, ending in the eighties, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and I, uh, I can't. Think yeah, of when any did Three's? I want to say, boy, if but it by, started the uh, yeah seventy seven, I guess it started right. But by the eighties, the the viewership is down, right? I mean, oh sure, yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. way down. Suzanne Summers left what after the second season, and I think everything right. kind of spiraled. Did you guys? Did you guys? Tune in for Three's a Crowd. Did you guys ever follow <laughs> yeah. up on that? I watched like two or three episodes of that. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Jenny Lee Harrison, once she was off the show, I was done with that, that show. That was it oh, for you? Yeah. She was the one? Yeah. Okay. She was, she was, uh, that was a Jenny Lee Harrison. How fan. do we stand on Ropers versus Furley? Do we have a preference? Because uh, I kind of like both. I like Mr. Uh, Furley. Yeah, both, it's, they, it's were both one, they were both one joke supers. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, the, the Roper joke was that he just, she was oversexed. He was undersexed unless it came right. to like women way out of his age range. Furley yeah. <laughs> was just like a uh, paranoid. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. Homophobic. Yeah. They were both homophobic paranoids. Yeah, they? they were for sure. Furley was. Mr. Roper, uh, not as much. Furley cracked me up because Don Knotts every week was in like the most ridiculous kinds of oh, clothes. Yeah, 70s. Like, just crazy Button clothes. Butterfly collars. Yeah. Huge. Yep. That was nuts. Uh, I'm a little surprised also that you didn't say um, different strokes or, or, or silver spoon oh, or anything. Surely. Yeah. 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 But that was, that stuff, but no, that, that stuff was started prime time, but it went to syndication pretty quick, right? So that was. Well, I don't know. I think it lasted a bunch of seasons. I think the big difference here is that I perceived Wait, time differently back then. Like, I, uh, right. uh, 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 10 seasons of Game of Thrones just whips past me now. Right. But back in but the day I when I was a kid, it seemed like forever it took to just to get through one season of Different Strokes. I don't know. It's, but it's I think weird. I think Different Strokes and Silver Spoons both went to syndication almost immediately. I think their first seasons were okay, and then they immediately sold the shows off to syndication. And then we I had thought, a lot of the shows. I thought you had to have two hundred. I thought there was a rule. Time. I thought you had a rule that you had to have two hundred or more episodes. No, no, no. That was 100. you. Could, you could. Yeah, you could you could do it different than that. There's there's other ways to do oh, it. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a hundred hundred episode. Was it hundred? Yeah. That that is that is a that is one way to do it. 
Well, what, I, I thought you had to do it, but I guess not. You're saying is you don't. It, the other way is what? Just paying a million dollars or something? <laughs> right, here's here's a million dollars and... I'm buying out. <laughs> uh, we'll, call it, we'll call it advertising. What you talking about, Willis? How's he doing? He's all right. He's the only survivor, right? He's the only Todd one. Todd Bridges? Yeah. yeah. Todd yeah, Bridges. He's a person of interest now. We're going we're gonna to look him up. Um, Todd Bridges. He's still good. He's, I watch him every once in a while. He'll, he'll pop up in a little interview. You watch here him every there. once in a while? Well, well I mean, he'll pop up. In, he'll, him? No, he's on YouTube. He'll pop up in little videos here and there. <laughs> Do you subscribe to the Todd Bridges channel on YouTube? <laughs> no, no, but, you know, I see things from Simon. He's, you know, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I do or maybe I don't have a Google search term that alerts me every time he does something. <laughs> maybe. He's maybe got do, a lot of stuff you've never heard of in post-production right now. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Thursday the 12th, The Talking Tree, Bar Chronicles. I've got five on it. Uh, sorry. I've got five on it. Three. I've got five on it. Roommates on Elm oh. Street, uh, Way Out of Bounds, The Deaf Kid, and Paradise Pavilion. Now, would you rather follow the follow the uh, trajectory of Todd Bridges or Kirk Cameron? Uh, oh, Kirk Cameron's pretty, he's pretty stable, right? He's... You kind of know what he's well, doing. Well, stable. Well, that's an well, interesting choice of terms. <laughs> I think I might rather be Todd Bridges. Seriously. Kirk Cameron yeah. makes me want to push his face into the snow. I really hate him. I don't like him <laughs> <laughs> just run it. Just push it into the snow. Just grind, grind it in there. Uh, all right. Well, Dunaway, it's been a treat. A pleasure, really. <laughs> Absolutely. Hope you guys have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, you, you too, you're man. Gonna be around, you're going to be around Friday? Yeah, you're around. I'm definitely going to try to be. I'm supposed to be there. So what time is our uh, our, our little... Anywhere. Thing? Anywhere you want. Yeah, we can, yeah. yeah, whenever it's convenient. Right. Jump We're, in. It's at 9. We start at 9 a.m. Mountain. Go till 3 p.m. Mountain. So for you, that's 11 a.m. Eastern to... Right. 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Yeah, <laughs> the math is hard on this time zone. <laughs> but uh, we would love I'm to definitely, have you. I am definitely interested. And I definitely want to RSVP. So let me let me let me see what my schedule looks like for Friday. All right. Cool. cool. May all your butts cool, cool. be hairy. We'll see you later. All right. Well, that was lovely. Very good. It was a good time. That was lovely. Let's do the news. Time for some news. Brought to you by. Speaking of uh, 80s television, holy cow, I love that. Uh, in anticipation of the December 10th launch of Book 2 in the Shattering of Kingdoms series, King's Guard, indie fantasy author Emmett Moss invites you to read Book 1, The Mercenary Code, now on sale at Amazon, or read it for free on Kindle Unlimited. Twelve years in the making, this epic four-book series has been a labor of love for indie author Moss with his complete series to be released by 2021. Start your journey now with The Mercenary Code, chronicling... chronicling a land plunged into chaos with the fall of the old monarchy, where armies are for hire and grievances are settled by the strict tenets of the code. Moss follows in the footsteps of the likes of Brooks, Jordan, Feist, and McKiernan in creating a land filled with a colorful cast of characters, intrigue, sacrifice, and hope. Visit bit.ly. Oh, one more time. Visit bit.ly slash kingmoss to learn more and purchase directly on Amazon and Kindle Unlimited by searching for The Mercenary Code. And stay tuned for the exciting release of Kingsguard Book 2 in Moss's epic series and follow him on Twitter at Emmett Moss. Emmett Moss. That's Here very cool. Go. Very cool. I want to read that book. It sounds like a good series. It, it does like sound really up. cool. Yeah. The Kingsguard. Yes. Uh, very um, Joe Abercrombie sounding title, which is all that sucks me right in. 
Oh yeah, I love Amber. You can tell. Jones. You can tell by that promo. He's a writer. Yeah, probably a writer. <laughs> yeah, he's verbose. Let's put it that way. Verbose. Verbose. Let's uh, dive in here. We got a few stories we can get to, like this one. Uh, I want to thank Andrew for this story. By the way, he sent this in, listener oh. Andrew. Uh, he found this story. Doctor saves a traveler's life by sucking urine from the man's bladder during a mid-flight emergency. Oof. What would Oof. you do, Brian, to save someone's life on a plane? What would you uh, do? He go die. He go. He go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he go die. Uh, oh, let's have a funeral now. I know suck. I know suck urine. <laughs> Uh, this is a Chinese doctor. He had to think on his feet when a passenger on his flight suffered a medical emergency. Zheng Hong, a surgeon from the first affiliated hospital of Jinang University in Gangzhou, served an elderly—sorry, uh, saved an elderly man's life by sucking urine from the traveler's uh, blocked bladder during a medical emergency. Uh, the doctor, who was flying from Gangzhou to New York City on uh, Ch- uh, Chinese Southern Airlines Flight 399 was still six hours away from his destination when he sprung into action. Uh, The ill passenger was sweating and had a swollen belly, says the man. Uh, The man had also informed cabin crew that the traveler was previously diagnosed with an enlarged prostate. That's the big kind. You get them all big in there. That's right. He's a good doctor, but his bedside manner sucks. Yeah, he sucks all your pee out is what he does. Uh, anyway, he says uh, he was going in shock and may have uh, suffered a risk to his life if we did not treat him emergence, uh, or, uh, urgently, says the doctor. So he did this. Now, there is actually video of it. I'm not going to show it. Oh, get out. I'm not really? going to show it, but he uh, there is video of him. Uh, now, for those, for those wondering, he doesn't go straight to the natural straw, the straw that God gave him. Okay? We're not saying that. He, he does a little incision and a little you know straw hole and then does it that way sure okay it's like siphoning gas or something out of a car yeah it's yeah. not the same he didn't go and well, grab you're not his... going to clear a blockage by going through an even smaller uh <laughs> port <laughs> <laughs> right so just so everyone knows god gave you i mean i just want to make it clear that, <laughs> that it wasn't that okay Chat says only I would think of that. No, come on now. A couple of you out there were going, okay, well, wait, where did he get the, uh, it's the most obvious, you know, it's the, only, it's the most obvious travel point. So I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you can watch the video if you I want. I don't chat. have a scalpel with me. Oh, well, I guess I got to go for the straw that God gave you. Yep, that's the one. I mean, at some point, maybe you'd have, well, I don't know why that would, that wouldn't even work. Like the blockage has to, you got to do it at a certain like strategic point. In the guy's bladder, you got to poke him right in the bl- yeah. poke oh, yeah. him right in the bladder hole. Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> all right, Zoe. Fair enough. That's true. <laughs> uh, KFC in the news. You know can, the Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm familiar. They have a kernel, is what they have. They do a kernel of truth and an actual kernel. Uh, <laughs> the truth is that there's chicken somewhere in their food. <laughs> that's about somewhere, the yes. that's about the only truth. Anyway, KFC Tokyo. Opened an all-you-can-eat-and-drink buffet restaurant. Mmm. That sounds all right if you're into such things. And I guess um, from what I've heard, the Tokyo's KFCs are way, way, way better than ours. Uh, I remember them all over the place. I don't remember. We didn't go into any of them, but yeah, it seemed like they were all over the place. They're into it. Anyway, Japan Today reported, this is a newspaper, that KFC is opening an all-you-can-eat-and-drink buffet uh, restaurant-style thing in Tokyo. KFC buffets are not a new phenomenon in Japan. The fried chicken brand rolls out buffet offers at their normal branches for several occasions during the Colonel's birth, including the Colonel's birthday. 
However, boy, they really take this stuff seriously over there. They do, yes. They really, they love the Colonel, I guess, more than we do. Yeah, <laughs> it's like baseball and the Colonel over there. Right, exactly, yeah. It says, a brand new KFC in the Machida neighborhood of Tokyo is the first restaurant to consistently offer an all-you-can-eat full menu and all-you-can-drink options. KFC opened their new restaurant there uh, on Wednesday. Over 50 different items are available, including the original recipe fried chicken. Sorry to hear that. Uh, biscuits, pasta, fries, curry, soup, salad, and dessert, as well as all-you-can-drink packages for soft drinks and alcohol. Okay. Brian, I know your next trip to uh, Japan's probably a ways off, but when it happens, I'm just saying. Yeah. Swing well, by there. You got to go check this out. Yeah. I mean, uh, Pizza Hut had their... All you can, they had like buffets, lunch buffets you could do at Pizza Hut. That was an all-you-can-eat kind of thing. And mm-hmm. They were sister restaurants for a while. I don't know if they still are, if they're still owned. They used to be owned by PepsiCo, and then they got owned by Wow Foods or something like that. Yeah, and then, well, see, PepsiCo owned Taco Bell, KFC, right. and Pizza Hut. A&W, and Pizza Hut, and, some, and then Pepsi, Fritos. obviously. Oh, Fritos? Right. I didn't know they owned Fritos. Yeah, yeah they owned, uh, was it, what, did they own Frito-Lay or was it one of the other ones? Well, they yeah, did I put. They, they, I thought Frito Lay was uh, yeah. Yum Foods. That's it, not Wow Foods. Yum Foods. Yum Foods, really? Yum Foods. Yeah. I don't like that name. Yum Foods. Yum Foods. <laughs> Where are they located? That sounds like they're in China or something. <laughs> it does, right? Oh yeah. no, there it is. American Fast Food Corporation, listed in the Fortune 500. They operate the following brands: Taco Bell, KFC, Pizza Hut, and Wing Street. Never been. Oh, uh, Wing Street, sure. Uh, oh, but this is not true in China, where the brands are operated by a separate company called oh, Young okay. Young China. All right, so but that's what you have to do. That. That's what like uh, Blizzard brought this up recently. If you do business in China, you you don't just go into China and do business. You have mm-hmm. to have a Chinese partner to do anything. Uh, yeah, so right. if you, that's why Blizzard to get Diablo Immortal into Japan or into China, they had to work with NetEase. Uh, the same thing goes for World of Warcraft over there. You don't just go get World of Warcraft from Blizzard. You get it through NetEase because NetEase is the Chinese partner. It's a law, it's a law thing. It's like a Chinese law thing. So, okay. Which I did not know until this year. I learned a little something out of that Blizzard. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah, PepsiCo uh, did have those fast food places. They also had Frito-Lay and Quaker Foods was also part of uh, PepsiCo for a while. Oh, the, that's what the Barbara Bush is on the cover of those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't help but mention that. Every I time. know. I know. She's got it's, it's the You know, it's the it's the Jennifer Aniston. You can't we can't bring up Jennifer Aniston or or Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix or uh uh, oh, I, I love that you remember all these. What else? There are probably a few. Uh, others. Let's see. Uh, uh, Lisa Bonet. Oh, uh, uh, yep. I know what happened there. <laughs> shotgun. What's uh, another one? Uh, oh, George Harrison. Yeah. Yep. Good one. Gave you some fun. I also do this thing that is probably not as nice and I should stop doing it. But for years when somebody would say the word albino, I would immediately reply. It would interrupt them and go. Oh, you mean all white with pink eyes? I'd say that every time. For no reason. It's just the stupidest thing. <laughs> it's, it's a weird clarification, right? Yeah. Yeah. So people would say, oh, uh, this uh, I met somebody today who's an albino. Oh, you mean all pink with, with or sorry, all green with pink eyes? Or green. <laughs> <laughs> all white with pink eyes? Yeah. It's super stupid. And I. it's not nice because people, I'm not, I promise I'm not making fun of people like no, that. But. No, that's. You're thinking about the Pokemon that evolves into Albinozar. <laughs> right. Yes. 
All green with pink eyes, yes. All pressure is now off of me and on. Uh, yeah, Elton John is a good Oh, Megan Fox. Oh, Megan right? Fox and her thumbs, yeah. Yes. Now, uh, Kristen, oh, yeah, Kristen Dunn's. Uh, snail well, I mean, tooth. you know, if people mention Reese Witherspoon, I, I have a, you know, clear, mm-hmm. clear path. Yep. Emily Blunt. Yep. I think we both have, when we do Tom Cruise, it's either running or the Tom middle Cruise. tooth. One of or those center things. Center tooth. Yep. yep. Center tooth running man. Um, <laughs> what else we got? Uh, <laughs> I have too many of these. It's not healthy, probably. I know. It actually would be uh, playing celebrity charades with you probably be pretty easy because then all you have to do is just go, uh, all right, milk breath. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, looks like my mom. Yep. No, no, not back then, but now. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah, that's basically it. I do, the, I do that thing with um, uh, fin- whenever Finnish people are brought up, I do the whole, oh, oh, the, yeah. you, oh right. you mean they're translucent, they float above the ground, and their hearts beat like a baby fish, and you can see it through their body? That I do that right. every time. Like, you can right. see their heart beating like a baby fish. That's my favorite <laughs> reply. Uh, the hair lip one's not very nice. I try not to do that one very much, because that's not nice. That's not nice. No. no. Milk breath is totally fine, though. Yeah. When I was growing up, we as a teenager, it's kind of like me trying to not say pimp anymore. Because it's not a great term. I mean, I understand what it means. We said yesterday, let's take the word back. Like, I, I get it. Yeah. But it's the, you know, as long as the world still has sex trafficking in it, it's probably not nice to. Probably not not good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kate Upton's a good one. Oh uh, right, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, yeah Kate Upton with her uh, weird torso that she's got. Yep. <laughs> See that again? We're playing celebrity taboo, and I can go uh, weird torso. Mm-hmm. I'm yep. a little freaked out about how many people in the chat. Oh my gosh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Maggie, <laughs> Maggie, yeah, or specifically, it's really more Maggie Gyllenhaal gets brought up. You yeah. guys really, you guys really retain this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Wow. All right, I gotta be. I gotta shut up more. All right, uh, yum.com If you want to learn about yum brands, <laughs> they have they have forty eight thousand restaurants, Brian. Forty eight thousand wow. different restaurants. That includes KFC well, Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Me, yeah. yeah. They are leaders, global leaders of the chicken, pizza, and Mexican-style food categories. Wow. Well, yeah. We, let's get that Popeyes, Popeyes up, man. Come on. We got to get Popeyes uh, to yeah, the top. That's what I'm saying. I'm with you. All right. Here's a, here's a story. I guess I'll do this story. This is weird. <laughs> According to the Birmingham Star City. I guess that's a okay. paper? I don't know. It's a newspaper, yeah. Uh, this is reported in the UK, but it's so I don't know. Anyway, they, they got it from the Birmingham Star City. That's probably. what it sounds like. Yeah, thirteen-year-old girl among arrests after a machete, machete, or as um, we would be corrected by um, uh, Randy, <laughs> Randy, he called it machete. Machete. Uh, there was a machete brawl during the Frozen Two premiere. Of course, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen during Frozen 2. That thing just incites so much violence. Doesn't it, though? It just gets people just yeah. whipping knives out and going to And they, and they just can't let it go. Yeah. A 13-year-old girl is among five teens arrested over a mass brawl involving youths armed with machetes at a Birmingham cinema. Uh, families were watching Frozen 2 at Star City when the disorder broke out late on Sunday afternoon, Saturday afternoon rather, sparking a mass evacuation of the complex. Police said up to 100 teenagers were involved in the major disorder. That was my um, finishing move when I was wrestling. The major disorder? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, people thought my name should have been major disorder, but it was actually my finishing move because I would leave my my enemies with a major disorder when I would leave. (laughs) So, uh, 
So I guess bringing a machete to to a movie theater is okay in the UK. It's okay in the UK. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally fine. They don't have a problem with it. Um, huh. They're pro machete rights. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it says uh, there were people there that had machetes. Dozens of officers were sent to the complex after a nine 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 call. That's what they do there. Uh, just after five thirty p.m., reported a group of youths with machetes. A spokesperson for Mid or West Midlands Police said. Two machetes were seized during the trouble, which saw pockets of fighting and seven police officers left with mere injuries, minor injuries, as they dealt with the crowds in and around the cinema. Philip! Uh, armed police were deployed to the scene, drawing tasers to restore order following a very hostile response. Police were left with fatal, sorry, facial injuries. That's better than fatal. Ooh. And yeah. a knife was recovered at a nearby roundabout. Don't bring it. That's the old phrase, Brian. Don't bring a knife to a machete machete fight, <laughs> or a machete fight either. Machete, <laughs> but you can bring Danny Trejo. Yeah. I, it's highly recommended to bring Danny Trejo to a machete fight. <laughs> right? Do you remember him in um, in Desperado? Machete? He was he, <laughs> he was awesome in Desperado because he played. The, I don't remember the name of the character, but he had like a an overcoat on thing, and then when he started fi- fighting Antonio Banderas. He would like yank the coat off, and underneath was a vest full of tiny little hand blades that he just started taking out and hucking at Antonio Banderas. Oh no, that's I had not. I, I don't know if I've seen it. Uh, you, if you have not seen Tarantino's in that movie too. It's weird. Uh, oh really? If you, if you, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a sequel. Okay, so it's Robert Rodriguez, right? He made it, right? And I it, saw Desperado. Desperate. But you're talking about Once Upon a Time. No, you're no, no. About the sequel to no, Desperado. I'm talking oh, about Desperado. No. Desperado's the one I'm talking, talking about. Desperado is the sequel to. Uh... to that's right. What was it called? The second movie. El Mariachi. El Mariachi. El yep. Mariachi. That's the one I'm thinking of. Which okay. was his breakout indie, like, oh my gosh, new director on the scene movie. He spent like seven yeah. grand on it or something. I saw El Mariachi. I never saw Desperado. Desperado rocks. Really? And okay. it's in English, by the way. So it's not a. It's not a okay. true uh, Spanish language follow up to the other one. It is a it's an awesome thing. It's like I don't know. To me, in the in the '90s when there were action movies, that was like top on my list, like top three. I loved it. And Salma Hayek was in that one as well, or was she just in just in that one? Just Mariachi or El Mariachi? I don't think she was in El Mariachi at all. Oh, then it was just Desperado. Well, shoot, maybe I've seen Desperado then because I remember seeing a. Uh, you might have. I remember seeing a Robert Rodriguez film with uh, Banderas and Salma Hayek in it, so maybe I did see Desperado. Yeah, and the first movie didn't have Banderas in it. It was a different guy. Oh, okay. Well, then I definitely saw Desperado. All right. So you just haven't seen El Mariachi. I just then. don't remember. Yeah, and I just didn't, didn't remember the uh, the overcoat with all the little throwing knives. Once upon a time in Mexico, the follow-up is Garbage. Yeah. That's a bad yeah. movie. Uh, didn't need to be. Just was. Don't know what happened there. Well, look at that. TVZ Gun actually has the clip of the uh, of uh, Trejo in the overcoat. It's so good. Oh, yeah, I have seen this because I remember seeing Bashemi in this as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great movie. Oh, my gosh, I want to watch it now. I love that movie. It is the most, like, Western-ass Western. It's just, it's great. Yeah. It's very yeah. Tarantino, and Tarantino's literally in it. It features a secret hideout hidden behind a poopy toilet. <laughs> I think I think any of the three of these probably would be great for film sack, but maybe as Resting L suggests, maybe Once Upon a Time in Mexico is the is the one we go for. Yeah, yeah. We certainly couldn't do the first one because it's all Spanish, but we could do we could do Desperado. I'm, I just I don't need much of an excuse to watch Desperado. I love that movie. Second DVD I ever bought. 
First one was uh, Fifth Element, and then I bought that. Hmm. That's how I rolled. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, time for Tom and uh, also recommendals. Nicole's not here. She's got some stuff with the kids, but we are going to forage ahead and uh, recommend the films and TV things that we watched on streaming services today for recommendals. Before all of that, though, we have a prepackaged song brought to us by <laughs> Brian Ibbett, the Santa Claus of music. Brian, what is it? Let's uh, let's unwrap this prepackaged uh, song. Stick in the microwave for 30 seconds, and then Great. you have to open it and stir it. Great. Uh, this is a band called Oh, He Dead, which is, uh, I think, my answer to uh, the guy on the airplane who needed his bladder sucked out. <laughs> oh, he dead. Um, if you like uh, bands like Alabama Shakes, Amy Winehouse, or the XX, or the Double X, what do you call it? you call them the XX? The double, I, I would have said the Double X, but maybe he's the, the double X. Yeah. The XX, the I Double would've. X. Anyway, uh, if you like those bands and artists, uh, then you'd like <laughs> these guys. Uh, the band is called Oh, He Dead. I'm trying to figure out where they're from. Mm. uh i don't see it no see i don't see it where they're from but anyway they have a new ep that's got two songs on it show me love and stay we're playing the latter here is stay by the band oh he dead hot cold but mine is burning like hot coals i may be burning but just like snow I'm falling to the ground Stay low Don't get too high cause you fall down Don't get too high because it feels good That feeling won't be there for long
you guys. This episode sponsored by Blue Chew. Remember the days when you were ready to go? Remember that? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than at a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. Just pay $5 shipping. Drive for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. Sorry, gentlemen, but all your ad does is remind folks that three million people suffered a horrific, traumatizing, and inexplicable death. That show is garbage. The Morning Stream. Save it for the French. We're back, everybody. Welcome everybody. back. Can I just say, this isn't my recommendal, okay. but I love, I know this is a, okay, I know it's a divisive topic, <laughs> and I know there are some people who don't like it, okay? I understand sure, that, right. but I okay. really, really like the Watchmen series a lot. Oh. It cool. just is, yeah, you- it's rubbing a certain kind of cheese for me, and I'm loving it, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to binging the first half of the season uh, this sometime this weekend, sometime during the next uh, four days. I will be anxious to hear your thoughts because I really, really like it a lot. I know Justin does not. Uh, he and I both love the source material greatly, so it's interesting to see us diverge on this, but I really, really like it. It's very sure. good. All right. Uh, let's get a call in to one Tom Merritt. You know him, you love him. I do love him. Yeah, he's great. And then there's like a brother, like, like a brother, a, you know, like a brother, like a brother. Yeah. with the computer, yeah. as with any tool, the concept and direction must come from the man. That man is Tom Merritt, and he joins us as he always does on Wednesdays to talk about the daily goings on of technology in the world. Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so good to have you. I hope you're uh, well. How are you? I am. I am uh, dry. It's raining here, but oh. I'm, I'm warm and safe indoors. <clears throat> well, it's snowing here and it's really cold so uh, it is really cold for los angeles here oh yeah what's Which the temperature 50s Ooh. oh oh jeez oh. yeah there was a minus in front of my uh, our temperature this morning mm-hmm. yeah uh well just multiply it by another temperature with minus and then it'll be positive yeah ours is oh, yeah, two wrongs do make a right well, Tom. we do Look, <laughs> it's math it's simple math we are currently sitting in a, a reasonably balmy 36 which is crazy because oh. uh overnight we were in the negatives i believe something close to that anyway that's your weather 16 16 here at arvada yeah. weather on the fours mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be back later with traffic before that though 
Hey, it's technology time with Tom Merritt. He's all the way from Los Angeles, California, and does a show called The Daily Tech News Show, which is a great wrap-up of all the things happening uh, in the daily uh, tech news world. And he's here to talk about some of those top stories. Tom, what's going on today? Well, uh, did you hear yesterday, uh, Patrick Bejan and I talked about this with Sarah on DTNS, uh, Phil Spencer's remarks on virtual reality mm. no actually that i'm i'm freaked out that i haven't heard about this tell me what okay don't well, don't be too freaked out okay. uh microsoft head of xbox if people didn't know is phil spencer and he was talking to an australian game site called steve avore about virtual reality and he said that he has issues with vr he said it's isolating and i think of games as a communal kind of together experience which we all laughed at on dtns yesterday like mm. isn't that what people say about video games in general but okay right. phil mm -hmm. you go for it <laughs> sure. he said we're responding to what our customers are asking for and nobody's asking for vr of course <laughs> as soon as you say something definitive on the internet yeah. uh you're going to get people telling you why you're wrong and everyone's pointing out the hundred million dollars in vr sales for oculus over more than three years although that really doesn't match the first day sales of red dead redemption uh but it does point out that you know there are people buying vr there's 14 million vr users in 2018 according to analyst firm super data and uh, even sony's shuhei yoshida tweeted we oftentimes work hard to make things that no customers are asking for. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate he actually said it because I understand what he, I understand more where he's coming yeah. from than than probably his words have conveyed. Because sure. sure, it is in a slow uptake, and yes, the technology is going to rapidly change, and we're not we're kind of not there yet in terms of like full prime time for that stuff. And I sort of get it, but also the other part I don't like about this and. I like Phil Spencer a lot, um, and I think he's doing great things for Xbox. But you could argue that part of the reason video games have become more isolating is because of technology and services they pioneered with Xbox Live. That made it sure. so that people could play together if they wanted to, but gone were the days of, you know, we can only do this on the couch together. Now were the days of listening to some 12-year-old yell at his mom over Xbox Live, and so you mute that stuff. And that's that arguably was one of the most video game isolating moments in gaming history. So I don't know if I buy that whole idea of, you know, we're all about it's too isolating. Well, what is it now? It's kind of the same. Just you're playing online with people. VR could play online with people. Uh, most people are going to mute their mics because they don't want to talk to strangers like welcome to video games as we know it. So I don't know. All, all that stuff seems a little. A little weird. I, what 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 I think Spencer's leaning into is the idea that when you have a virtual reality headset on, you see nothing but the game. So you are, in fact, isolated more mm -hmm. so than any other video game from the rest of the outside world. You know, uh, you you were li less likely to hear other things. You certainly aren't going to see other things around you unless the VR game gives you some kind of pass through video. So that's what he's talking about. He's trying to play on that criticism. And of course, everything you just said is absolutely true. If you take a different definition of isolation right mm -hmm. it's it's all a matter of semantics and really what he's trying to say is this is why we're not building vr into project scarlet so right. so so let me get ahead of that disappointment right now uh and and i think he's got a good bet whether he's you know upsetting people today or not uh i don't think people are not going to buy the xbox because it doesn't have vr and I doubt too many people are going to choose to buy the PS5 because it does have VR. I think PS4 uh, was ahead of the Xbox in sales because of its games, not because of its mm -hmm. VR. So this is a little yeah. bit of, of a tempest in a virtual teapot. 
Yeah, I think so too. Uh, also, the fact that um, you know, using the term "nobody's asking for it" versus the term like uh, "we're not," you know, we we just haven't seen the demand for this versus other features we really want to focus on. That's that's a lot easier to swallow. So you're right; it's semantics, and semantic ar arguments on the internet are kind of the worst. So Tempest in the virtual team. Wait, pod. wait, wait. What do you mean by kinda? Okay, they are the absolute freaking worst is what I meant to wait, say. Wait, well, hold on. I don't think you can prove that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Prove it. You can't. <laughs> that's what I always say. Uh, well, anyway, that's, uh, that's interesting. I am, I'm, uh, like I've said multiple times, most interested in Microsoft's strategy for this next generation than anyone else. And it's because they are positioned in such a way to kind of get their hands in almost all of the current hot pots like if you really want to get uh to the next stage of cloud gaming and streamed gaming they're working on that's part of the plan if you're looking for good service-based gaming they're way ahead of everybody else right now in the services stuff with affordable ways of getting your gaming on without having to spend a ton of money and they also kind of have the traditional stake planted and you can still buy discs and you can still download our game so they've got a bigger broader package moving forward than i think uh than certainly than stadia does and others like it but maybe even sony and in sony's case sony's greatest strength is not any of those things i just mentioned their greatest strength is first party titles and it's going to be so interesting to see if that first party title focus carries them through the next generation in a leadership position or not i am well, stoked and, about and, this change Related to that point, uh, Facebook is going to buy Beat Games uh, and make it part of Oculus Studios. So taking a page from that playbook, Facebook is get trying to make the Oculus a bigger player in virtual reality by buying the maker of what is arguably the most popular virtual reality game out there, Beat Saber. Yeah, and Beat Saber is amazing. It's uh, really good. That was a good acquisition for them. Also, Quest or the Oculus Quest PC Link thing happened this week. At least, I guess it's in beta, but it's out there for mm -hmm, everybody. Mm -hmm, yep. I don't, I don't have the right cable yet. I need to get one. Um, apparently, they're sold. Patrick out. tried it with his Shadow uh, uh, cloud computer, and it worked. Oh, that thing's only oh. like a meter long, though, right? It's like super short or something like that. <laughs> well, but <laughs> you didn't have to stretch it all the way to the cloud. I'm not oh. sure why you're... <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean like, if you're doing like a, uh, one that has a lot of room space in it, you're not going to get very mm. far with that. that yeah, no, cable. no. That Well, that's true whether you're using the cloud or not, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm, I'm super excited about that particular development. That's and cool. uh, Beat Games is a good acquisition for them because they make, they make arguably the best thing in VR right now. That game's amazing. If you've never played Beat Saber, you should totally play it. That's great. Uh, and, and, and if you're worried, uh, they're going to stay in Prague. They're going to stay independent. as a, They're not going to be rolled into Oculus Studios. They'll just be part of Oculus Studios. So they're going to continue to make their own games. They're going to continue to support all the platforms they currently support. They're not going to try to become Oculus exclusive. So, you know, you can, you can scream your fears into the void if you want. But they're saying all the right things as far as keeping Beat doing what makes Beat good right now. Yeah, Beat Saber's on Steam. It's on uh, PSVR. It's a... It's a multi-platform game. I assume support for that will continue in all those forms. Maybe Oculus gets something unique and interesting moving forward. I don't know. There's there's actually a lot more crossover with VR than I expected. You know, a lot more cooperation. Let me put it that way. Well, because like, it, it is a weird thing, and I've heard people discuss this a lot. It's not exactly a controller, but it's also not exactly a platform. Right. Now, now granted, you can make 
it a platform like like Facebook is doing, uh, where everything is self-contained, but but it doesn't have to be. So it's it's kind of in this weird space where it it can be multi-platform or not, depending on how you how you make it. Yeah, and the fact that they said with the Quest, here's our closed platform, more powerful wireless solution, which I think is a great step in a great direction. But some might say, oh, it's too closed. Well, this link capability basically puts it back in bed with what you're doing with Vives and what you're doing with um, right. everybody else's thing because now I can go play my Steam VR games using an Oculus Quest without any difference between that and the Rift. So that sort of stuff seems, I don't know, weirdly uh, crossing the aisles for, for a industry that's known for platform wars and infighting and you know trying to block everybody out from your, your platform, which is still true on the console side. Uh, but I like I like that VR is doing that, and I think it's because all of them benefit from whatever growth they can carve out in these early days. So yeah, it turns out that's what companies do. They they don't try to insult you or harm you. They they try to do what gets you to part with your money. Yeah, yeah. It turns out turns out that's kind of the big thing. They want they want your dough, your cash, your scratch. Yeah. I can't think of any other. And words if that for means it. going cross platform, by golly, they'll do it. Yeah. Do you have a favorite uh, euphemism for money? Do you have a good word that you like to use? Uh, cheddar. Cheddar's like, good. Cheddar. Yeah. That is a good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start using cheddar more. I like that. Uh, well, we're going to use more cheddar this afternoon. Actually, really not. But we're going to do more <laughs> on the Daily Tech News Show today at 2.30 Mountain Time. It's uh, my day. It's Wednesdays. I love being on. Uh, is there anything else you would like to mention before we go? Yeah. Uh, also on yesterday's show, we did a bit of a, of a rundown of tips to remember when shopping online to keep yourself safe. And uh, I think this is a good episode to share with your friends and family. I'm sure you're fine. It's always good to have a refresher just to make sure you've got your best practices in mind. Uh, but I, I feel like this is a good one to play maybe over the Thanksgiving holidays. Like, hey, you know, before you get online for Black Friday sales, you know, keep, keep these things in mind. Uh, stuff like looking for the security lock, not key storing your credit card information with merchants, uh, making sure that you're actually on the site you think you're on when you're mm -hmm. buying something, only buying from from companies you you feel safe giving your payment information to, stuff like that. It's all at dailytechnewsshow.com. Very nice. Go check it out. Tom Merritt, everybody. Ace Detect on Twitter. Take it easy. We'll see you next time. Bye. See you, Tom. Bye, Tom. All great, all great advice. Bye, bye, Tom. Yeah, that was good advice. I feel advised, you know, <laughs> yes. in a meaningful way. All right. Since Nicole's not here, we don't yeah. play her thing. We play this instead. Yeah, that's right. That music can only mean one thing. And that one thing is it's time for recommendals. Uh, stuff we see on streaming services that we like. They can be movies. It can be TV shows, old or new. It doesn't matter. And the tradition states that we start with Brian. Brian, do you have a setup for your clip? I do. And what's cool about this is that uh, we started watching this independently, but found out that this would have been Nicole's recommendal. Uh, like after we started watching, I said, oh, I'll bet this is the thing that Nicole <laughs> said. That she was she was bummed that she couldn't be on today's show because this is exactly what she was going to recommend. So um, this is uh, this is cool. So this actually works as, as both mine and Nicole's recommendal it's something brand new 2019 and uh had to find a clip that i could that would have the the fewest number of bleeps that oh. i had to insert into it oh so. good all right some adult material yes. i like it there you go exactly all right here we go let's play it wait are you guys talking about molly davidson yeah yeah that girl is so weird she always acts like she's like 40 i wish she was 40 man women in their 40s know themselves <laughs> oh, she, she's cute 
You know, yeah, I give her that, but she'd probably make you quiz on her SAT analogies while you f her. Dude, no, her f***ing is probably stuffed with diplomas. How much you want to bet? That shit's like a filing cabinet down there. <laughs> well, I got no problem with a filing cabinet. I would make passionate sex to Molly Davidson. Really? Yeah. I just put it back over her personality. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Molly's like a butter face for personality. A oh. butter personality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah. What? Oh. Oh, please do not stop on my account. I assume that was the Molly person. That was the Molly. Talking about. Yeah, coming out of the bathroom stall as they're as they're talking about her. Oh no. Yeah, one of those moments. Was that a, right. is a unisex uh, bathroom at a school or something, or what the heck was that? That is a unisex bathroom at a school. It's like the the uh, the the teachers' lounge bathroom or something. I don't know. Mm. Uh, this is uh, a movie called Booksmart, um, which came out earlier this year. Uh, Sarah Haskins, uh, no, I'm sorry, the screenplay. Here we go. Beanie Feldstein is who you heard there, and Caitlin Dever or Dever um, play these two uh, two high school students who are about to graduate who have basically been spending their entire time in school only thinking about school and studying and and late night cramming and stuff like that while all their friends or all the other people in their class have been out partying and stuff and they feel like oh my god we've spent all this time we haven't we haven't gone to a single party we're going off to college uh uh one of them is going off to uh to work in africa to help kids and um uh, they decide that they want to have one last, uh, one last go at a party, okay. and so it's the movie follows them over the course of an evening trying to find this big party that's going on. It sounds like you know very '80s style setup, and it is kind of a you know '80s style uh, feel to it. Yeah. It's directed by Olivia Wilde. So oh, I like her. Got, she's great. She's great. She directed it, and Jason Sudeikis uh, is in it as well as Will Forte, Lisa Kudrow. Um, this is great. This is really, really good. It sounds maybe that clip wasn't to your liking, but the uh, looking at people in the chat room. But the um, I mean, the I do, I do kind of want to kick all. The, I want to kick those boys in the head. Is that you wrong? do? Oh, okay. totally. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Good. But I'm supposed to then. That's good. You're supposed to want to kick those boys in the head. All right. Um, great, great coming of age film, and it's right now on Hulu. You can watch it. Uh, uh, over there on on the Hulu. On the Hulu, okay. Uh, on the Hulu. What was I going to say? There's something else about this. Oh, Catherine or Caitlin Dever or Dever. I don't yeah. know how it's pronounced. Yeah. Uh, you know her from the Netflix uh, mini series Unbelievable. She's the oh uh, yeah, she's the, amazing the on that. Yeah, she's so good and she's really good in this. It's great to see her in something something a little bit more uh, comedic yeah, for sure. A little more, like, yeah, because she she was kind of sad and she was in um. Uh, justified as well she was the, justified yep the foster girl that he was always worried about her or whatever and she's always been in such sad roles so it's nice to hear that maybe she's in something a little more upbeat exactly yeah. um beanie feldstein you know from uh well you i don't know if you've watched the tv show what we do in the shadows yet but she's in there she's going to be playing monica Lewinsky in american crime story the new season of american crime story that comes out her brother is jonah hill what yeah so she's basically <laughs> in a female uh bad what's it called super bad super bad yeah. that her brother yep. it's like her brother made the movie and now she's like here's the lady version that's exactly. kind of cool that's kind of cool yes I so like uh, anyway um really really good really sweet coming of age film don't watch it with the kids uh but it is a really sweet coming of age film and uh, and and, and nicole this was nicole's as well and she also liked it this 
this would have been Nicole's recommendal. Yeah, she she basically said the same thing that it is like she say, says it's her favorite uh, coming of age film ever now. Like it's it's oh, taking wow. the place of uh, Fast Times Ridgemont. I don't know if she likes Fast <laughs> Times Ridgemont High, but you know one of those ty- uh, type of films. Did it take? Okay. Uh, I mean, for me, I I can't. I can never. Breakfast Club will forever be there for me. Oh yeah. So it'd yeah. be hard for me to. Pull away, it but I'm, I can uh, have more. It doesn't surpass Breakfast Club for me, but it's up there for right. sure. There you go, then. Uh-huh. Jonah Hill's sister. Oh, I'm looking at her face now. I can see it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I can totally <laughs> see Jonah Hill. <laughs> it's the new. It's the new um, uh, Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, oh no, no! I'm, I'm going to see their each other's faces all the time. That's right. Oh, there's a character named Gigi in this that uh, they seem to cross her path everywhere they go. Uh, she's played by Billy Lord. Uh, she's Carrie Fisher's daughter, and she's great also. Oh, yeah. Billy Lord's good in... Uh, she had a tiny role in that last Star Wars movie. She was good in that. She did. Last two Star Wars movies, apparently. Oh, was she in... Uh... The same the same tiny role in oh. <laughs> Last Jedi and Force Awakens. <laughs> I didn't know she was in the first one. All right. That's cool. I don't know if she's in the new one. She might be. Hey, I got a question for a Mandalorian related before I play mine. It's okay. T- tiny question. Sure. And it won't make any sense to anyone who hasn't seen it, so it's not a spoiler. <laughs> okay. Do who gets the Mon Calamari uh bounty puck? Like, oh does, yeah. Does he just keep that? Do they have backups? Is it part yeah, of the database? I guess, well he still has it, so I guess he just uh Okay. He maybe he's gonna go do that one as well for a little side cash. Yeah, well, but the problem is he can't take it back to the guild. That's a guild puck, so I don't know who gets oh, it. Oh, right, yeah. I'm I'm super curious if they even follow through on it. Like, maybe they won't. Yeah, good, good point. He sells it on eBay, Houdini sells <laughs> You wouldn't believe what these Mon Calamari pucks make on the. That's right. On eBay. Don't don't worry, though. It's Ver- a, verified puck seller. A++ <laughs> would buy puck from again. Is, is not a trap. Anyway. <laughs> Let me uh, play this clip now. Let's see if you can figure it out. It's a documentary. Right. Documentary. Is it? All right. And the only hint I will give you is that it is on a streaming platform. All right. Oh, okay. Good. That helps. Here goes. Does it feel different to be up there without a rope? It's obviously like much higher consequence. People who know a little bit about climbing, they're like, oh, he's totally safe. And then people who really know exactly what he's doing are freaked out. I've thought about El Cap like for years and every year I'm like, that's really scary. I'll never be content unless I at least put in the effort. El Cap is the most impressive wall on earth. It's 3,200 feet of sheer granite. It's the center of the rock climbing universe. Obviously I get interview questions about it all the time. Oh, would you like to do that? You're like, yes, for sure. Okay. Oh, I'd recognize that vocal fry anywhere. That's uh, that guy is all vocal fry. Oh yeah, I totally want to climb El Capitan without any sort of rope. Yeah, it's because he's uh, too much climbing, not enough talking, or something. I don't know. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, free solo. It is free solo, and it. Uh, yeah. I thought it was the process to get a bounty hunter out of carbonite, <laughs> but it's not. It turns out it's about a dude what climbs really steep surfaces and does it without any ropes and i'd uh, never heard of it before until disney plus landed and it was one of their documentaries produced by um uh, who do they work really? with national geographic that's who it is never heard of it before never ne- hadn't heard of it did you recommend not, it before uh, did you yeah, re- recommend this about uh, six months ago when it was free to watch on the how do national I not, geographic uh, how do i not remember that 
<laughs> I mean, now that you say it, I'm I'm got wrinkles of memories of it. <laughs> so you talked about this exact thing before. This exact this movie. Do you like it when he gets to the top of uh, El Capitan and he sees a, a red on-air light? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just he sees a he sees a tiger. Turns out it's a Listen, leopard. It's been, it's been long enough, and and God knows, I think we've all recommended uh, Life in Pieces about a billion times on this show. So that's true. I don't even know who to attribute it to any, anymore. But um, yeah. it's funny because now that you say this, I'm having some weird memories of it, like the, of you bringing it up. But up till now, or up till today, I, I've completely forgotten that. You no, it's good. Of, I'm glad to bring it back because it's now on a new streaming platform service that a lot more people have, yep. a lot more people have access to, and. Uh, and, you know, you can make your butt pucker for two hours watching it all over again if you want. Yeah, I didn't expect so much butt, butt puckering. Uh, also, I think his girlfriend is awesome, and he should listen to her yes. more. He should. He's, yeah. he's he's not nice enough to her. No. He needs to really. Yeah. He, he's he's, he's relationshiping up. He loves up. El Capitan just a little bit more than he loves his girlfriend, this I is, think. This is true. I don't know how people do this, uh, what he did or does. Uh, I just can't imagine yeah. it. It's just, it's to me, it is a foreign alien concept that you would mm. free climb anything of any height. I, I just, I mean, just though, and, and so many of, you know, the documentary gets into this, but so many of his, his contemporaries just, they just straight up die from doing this. They just mm -hmm. fall off and die. And he, he probably will at some point. Like his, <laughs> if he keeps, right. if he keeps going, the odds are he'll slip and fall. Um, he'll die doing what he loves. He absolutely will. And his poor freaking girlfriend's going to, have to deal with it but um man I, I don't know why i really i really uh aligned with her in this yeah uh, she because she she's like i'll try a little bit of it and and she doesn't uh i think she does the she'll do the rope she won't do it without any harness or anything right it's just nuts to um, me uh yeah it's funny uh it's funny that um you bring this up because there was a a woman who fell on el capitan yesterday oh geez and was she free soloing uh and the guy she was free no she wasn't but this guy and i'm trying to remember his name um uh was there and saved her life oh geez yeah let's see here this Emily guy Harrington this dude the was there fell. alex Hon honald was there alex honald was there yeah, here we go. World-class climber Emily Harrington credits free solo climber alex honald with life-saving rescue after fall from el capitan oh my gosh so yeah, she was she was climbing it and fell 150 feet. Was he just hanging around there all the time or something? He must be. I guess he was uh um oh man, yeah, she's all banged up. Oh geez. Oh that's a, share that link. I want to I want to follow up on this. Yep, I absolutely. Wanna, here you I'm go. Deep dive in Cause I just I was action. having a, I was trying so hard to get my head around this dude's mentality, how he can compartmentalize in this way, how he can essentially psych himself up for this sort of thing and do it at four o'clock in the morning or whenever the hell they get up there to start. Right. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. When it's dark and oh, I don't understand. I know there's trying to beat sunlight and stuff like that and wind and whatever, but it's just really intense. And it was great. It was a very good documentary. So when Brian recommended it and then I old man forgot it, <laughs> uh, you were right to like it then. And people would be right to see it now. It's very, very good. Yeah. So she basically had, so looking at this article, she basically had um, a safety harness rope that wasn't pulling her up or supporting her. It was like in case she slipped and fell, then the rope would 
would kick in and catch her. But she still went down quite a bit and like bounced down the the side. Uh, the wrap, rope wrapped around her, and uh, and Alex Honnold helped catch the rope and and keep her from um, from falling. But yeah, she was going up using just just hands and feet. Oh, she got banged up pretty good. She did, yeah. Um, oh, the way she describes it. She says, it wasn't a moment of panic. It wasn't a moment of surprise. She told Good Morning America. She says, honestly, it was a very calm moment. In my head, it was just kind of like, okay, I'm falling. This is happening. That's probably how they all feel because they all do this. Probably. You know, yeah. and geez, Louise. Um, that's super cool that he had anything to do with this. Yeah. Oh, she got totally. scratched up real bad. Either that or this is a publicity stunt to really push uh, watching Free Solo on the new Disney Plus service. And you can get it on Disney Plus. <laughs> very, very publicity stunt. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, his whole thing with like having real trouble with relationships and emotions is, a, is an interesting yeah. take. I yeah, really I mean, enjoyed it. It was great. This part of his brain that probably that turns off his ability to fear, feel fear, mm -hmm. probably is also the thing that makes him kind of robotic when it comes to relationships and yeah. love and climbers yeah. are ripped my gosh yeah. they're ripped yeah. i mean you see him in a yeah. hoodie you just go oh it's just some weird kid well, get that shirt yeah. off and holy shit and and the, the ability that they can like put their fingers in a in a in a little crevice between a couple of rocks and use enough force to like grapple their hands in there basically to hold them while they you know while they reach up for another uh um another handhold or foothold or something and to do it that like, high, sometimes that is oh. all that's holding them up is like a little you know three fingers in a crevice uh, okay, when, I, when, I, when i was when you. i was watching it and there was a scene where he was having to make a leap at a certain point they had a name for the point like they have all these names oh, for the stuff yes and it right. just and they had the different oh. ways he could do it and they showed him falling like one of those times when he had a rope yeah that was really rough <laughs> And the guy down there that we're filming that couldn't look while all this was going on, he's me. He's me. <laughs> totally. If yes. I would have been there, I couldn't have done it. But I was just like, wow. And imagine watching this in like, I don't know if it was filmed in IMAX, but I kept thinking like if this was an IMAX film, this would be I just. Bet, I, I bet it was. Uh, yeah, I'll bet you could watch this in IMAX and I couldn't. I don't think I could do it. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's 2018 is when this came out. Uh, six months ago, you heard about it. Now you hear about it again. It's called. <laughs> it's called Free Solo. And uh, it's not just a it's not just a great idea in Star Wars. It's a fantastic documentary <laughs> about solo climbing, and it's a, it's crazy. It's not the process of loosening a red plastic cup from a bag of of uh, similar red plastic cups. No, but I would also watch that documentary. That would be great. <laughs> uh, there's your recommendals. Hope you enjoyed them. I know I did. Hey, before we go, we have a quick email from a listener. Yeah, this is from Ben, and he says this. Hey, Scott, fear not. Fargo season four is on its way. I live in Chicago and my gym was surrounded by the production last week. Below are some photos of a few of the great old vehicles they brought in. Love the show, Ben. Brian, it appears yes. that either in flashback form or hopefully the entire setting of this is like in the freaking 40s. Yes, exactly. Like wood paneled. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, like PT Cruiser looking cars. I mean, it is uh, it is really cool looking. But I don't understand so. how Holly has any time for this. So I'm, I, he's doing all that other stuff. Maybe maybe I've got it wrong in my head. Maybe he's doing this first and then rolls into those movie things. I, I don't know. Star maybe. Trek and all that. I have no yeah, idea, maybe. but I am so excited. Thank you for sending those. I can't show them to the chat because I don't have them on that computer, but uh, just go look up Fargo season four picks or something. And they're all like, you know, 
prohibition era looking cars everywhere and people dressed like that era. Oh, if that's just oh, dude, a '40s era Fargo. <laughs> You're all over it. I'm so oh, oh, I'm all in on that. Yeah. And cool. Chris Rock is in it. I heard. Is that true? Oh, really? Is yeah. he in the next season of Fargo? I think okay, so. That's cool. So I think he hmm. plays a. Well, Max Payne says that too. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh. They, yeah, yeah. This I think is the only casting we've heard about. Maybe there's more, but I love that cool. series so much I could taste it. All right, so there's that. Brian, all tell me about it. your annual Thanksgiving Beatles show. Yeah, fifteenth annual uh, Thanksgiving Beatles double shot uh, today on Coverville, one p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, it's the 50-year anniversary of their album, Beatles for Sale. So we're going to start with that, start with um, covers of every song on that album. They actually did a bunch of covers on that album. They did uh, Chuck Berry's rock and roll music. They did a couple Carl Perkins tunes, but um, stuff like Eight Days a Week and Everybody Wants to Be My Baby are on there as well. So you hear covers of all of those. And then we're going to close it out with a couple sets of just Beatles classics. So nice. uh uh, all Beatles uh, for, for about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 20 minutes today on Coverville with limited uh, limited interruptions from yours truly. So that'll start at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. That's excellent. Take part in the, in the celebration and the nostalgia of 15 years of quality Beatles content. That's right. Every Coverville. Thanksgiving. That's right. Well, that's awesome. So you got a full day of content, everybody. Check it all yep. out. Uh, core tonight at 7. DT. DTNS this afternoon. Uh, Thursday, we're taking off because we got the Thanksgiving there. We're going to give thanks. Uh And then Friday, my wife's birthday, seven hour or six, I keep saying seven, six hour stream uh, from me and Brian doing uh, the charity thing. Again, to remind you at the bottom of the show here, frogpants.com slash Jack Friday. All the details are there or will yet be there as we add them. Uh, and we would love to see as many faces there as possible. We're going to have a really, really good time. And just, you know, you don't need to go out and wane at Walmart in line for some dumb no, deal. Don't no, no. Do as a matter of fact, sadly, you can do that Thursday night. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, but who needs doorbusters? Just wait and, and do your shopping on Cyber Monday. Look, I already looked. Nobody's selling an Oculus Quest for, for uh, cheap for Black Friday. So I'm waiting until Cyber Monday and I'm going to do my shopping for everybody else then. Damn straight. That's what Brian's going to do. And I'm going to agree cool. with him. All right, that's it for the show. Thank you all for being here. We are supported by you at frogpants.com slash TMS. Sorry, patreon.com slash TMS, although it's linked over there too, so you can get it wherever you go. That's patreon.com slash TMS. You can find everything else at our website, frogpants.com slash TMS. Send us your emails, themorningstream at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you had a feeling about something we said today, well, let it be known. That's themorningstream <laughs> at gmail.com. All right, Brian, we're out of here. Let's play a song. Yeah, so uh, hi Scott and Brian says Dakota. I'll be turning twenty seventh or twenty seven on the twenty seventh of this month. It's your golden birthday, and I've been a listener since I discovered the instance in ELR back when I was fourteen. Oh, Over this past year, I've moved in with my girlfriend, adopted a rescue kitten, passed the CPA exam, started a new job, earned a blue belt in jujitsu, and became a long overdue patron for this show. Oh, oh thanks, thanks. Thank you for the constant stream of entertainment that you've provided over the years. Love the show, Dakota. Well, happy, happy to do that for you. And so glad you uh, uh, wrote in for your birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, Dakota actually sent this in in April of this year. So, like, if I get two requests for the same date, I always go with the earliest submitted one. (laughs) Uh, All right. So uh, Dakota's request is something upbeat. Uh, pump up music. This is a great classic. David Ex- uh, Essex, David Essex, David Essex recorded the song "Rock On" back in 1970. 
1975, uh, the Doughboys covered it here on their brand new album, Running for Covers. This one rocks. It'll get you pumped up for your Wednesday. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody, and we'll see you on Friday. Here's Rock On by the Doughboys. And we mean it. You better freaking be here because we're not doing this without you. This not true. We'll do it no matter what. But anyway, if you, if you <laughs> want right. to come, we'd be great. Okay, we'll see you then. Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Lover. <laughs> <laughs>